You are now tuned into The Chameleon Show with me, your host, Tamika Tanel. Now, before I proceed, the producers wanted me to tell you that this podcast has loads of adult content and, well, topic discretion is an individual choice. And, oh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Anchor.fm and subscribe and follow The Chameleon Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends about your girl. Let's get to it. What it do, all you saints, sinners, and page watchers? It is your girl, Tamika Tanell, and I'm back at it again. Today, we have a special guest, Michael Pearson. He is the founder of Christian Counseling Ministries. He also founded the social group Love and Matrimony. I actually follow this group, and listen, y'all, This um, there are some great posts and topics covering marriage that will add to you as well as create stimulating conversations. So, Michael is also one of the hosts host of a live social media show with Miss Angie Wynn, in which they offer spiritual guidance and healing. On each of these platforms, Michael serves the people, offers support, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I reached out to him because, as you all know, on season four of The Chameleon Show, we are catering to self. Now, that's going to be self-preservation, self-love, self-healing, um, you name it, we will be covering it. So without further ado, let's get into the topic for today. Loving to be loved with my great friend, Michael Pearson. Let's get to it. Thank you. I'm, I am totally overwhelmed. I'm completely and totally overwhelmed. I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity to be able to share uh, your podcast. And I am absolutely 100% totally, totally proud of you and your and, and this accomplishment and to be able to uh, do what you do on this platform. It is a great and it is an awesome thing because self-love and preservation for people and individuals is absolutely necessary and it's something that we definitely need in this time. Thank you. I'm over here cheesing. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Now, look, before we dive into the topic today, which is loving to be loved. You have an upcoming book release. Is that correct? Oh, yes. I have an upcoming book release that is scheduled to be released on Sweetest Day of this year. And it is entitled Love and Matrimony, which is also the uh, social media page, the marriage group that you mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, that is a writing that deals with exactly what is entitled love. And matrimony. It is an introductory into dating. Mm-hmm. It is what to look for in dating, all the way up to the altar, and then how to maintain a marriage to the point that it is a holy matrimony. Because even wow. it's just not enough. That's you need true. A holy and sanctified matrimony. That's what keeps it together: the sanctification and the holiness. Wow. Okay. So I gotta be. I, I'm definitely gonna be purchasing that. <laughs> <laughs> marriage isn't easy it's just it's not and you go through a lot of you know hills and valleys and um i truly understand what it now after being married for uh well 14 years what it means to be evenly yoked and uh yeah i, I totally understand that now now you're also going to be hosting 
a Facebook live show um, about, um, if I'm not mistaken, if I understood it correctly, about the LGBT community. Is that something else that you're doing? Yes, it is. That will be during the month of, and I'm sorry if I don't say this correctly, either the month of June or July, whichever one is, uh, the, uh, the month that has been set aside for the you know, uh, uh, Homosexual Gay Awareness Month. I'm not sure if that's June or July. Mm-hmm. But that will be based on the uh, off of the book that I've written. That book is currently out, and that's called Unintentional Sin, Bridging the Gap Between the LGBT Community and the church. Wow. That is something that I thought was very necessary at the time when I wrote it. The book's been written, it's been out for two years now. Uh-huh. And, you know, any, any bookstore, any form of uh, digital download, but I thought it was an essential uh, book because there is such a tremendous gap between the uh, mercy and grace that is offered by Christ that doesn't appear to be being distributed mm-hmm. uh, in a fair way in the church system and mm-hmm. it excludes homosexuals and it puts a tremendous gap between both communities that shouldn't necessarily be in. So that will be a four-week live series where I'll deal with, cover the book, okay. and deal with trying to merge that gap and bring that, bring that, bring those two groups together on a spiritual level. Wow. Now, when I had seen the, um, seen the post of it, I said, okay, now that is a big topic. I mean, especially when you're talking about the church, which a lot of people automatically assume shuns the LGBT community uh-huh. to tackle something uh-huh. like that is, is, is big. That's, <laughs> that's the best. Uh-huh. I mean, like what led you to even want to even, I know this is a sad boy conversation, but what made you even uh-huh. want to <laughs> tackle something like a, a topic such as that? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I have a family member. Mm-hmm who is uh, of the LGBT community. Uh, now, this family member and the experience that I've had with them, okay. it, it, I can tell you it hasn't been pretty. And I, what I mean by it hasn't been pretty is there has been sickness, there has been all manner of issues. This person is, uh, is an alcoholic, a very, very bad alcoholic, and that works in with the strength that comes with being homosexual. Right. But it's more or less my concern for that person, that family member's level of hopelessness. Mm. They have absolutely no hope. There's no chance for them. Simply, and I've had extensive conversation with, conversation with people of the LGBT community. Okay. And there's a large portion that can say they, re- they can remember having homosexual desires even at the age of five, six, seven, mm-hmm. preschool, middle school, kindergarten. Right. So, this is not something that I don't I don't think that people are choosing, even though this is how the church is Right. I don't believe people are choosing to be homosexual. Okay. I believe that they are born with these tendencies and being born with these tendencies, they just needed somebody to carry enough and that's so hard to be called this relationship I with a family member. Mm-hmm. I cared enough to first of all study it for about four years compile all the information, scripture and all, okay. studied in the Greek and the Hebrew, and then I put it together in a book form to try to bridge that gap. Wow. Wow. And it is, um, and I, and I can say I have family members that are also a part of that community. And you sit back and you think, okay, look, you already have issues that you're going to go through as a, you know, 
uh, African-American man. And then, you know, on top of that, people going to judge you for that. And then you want to go to the church and get, you know, to congregate and you're feeling like something is wrong. And then you start, you know, self-deprecating. It becomes it's a lot. And so I'm um, definitely going to read that book as well. And I think everybody else there that's listening should make sure that you go get it, too, because it, it does affect our um, it affects every family for the most part. I, I don't know anyone that don't, you know, and I'm pretty sure the book doesn't also just talk about LGBT community, but also people in general, because that's what I've noticed right. that you do. You hit on every topic known to man. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's not, and I say this all the time, a lot of people try to make me be that, but mm-hmm. I say this all the time, that I can have a conversation, matter of fact, the, 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 the interview that we're doing now, two mm-hmm. months from now, somebody may quote it, and mm-hmm. I won't remember. Wow. And I'll tell you what I attribute that to. I do not speak. This may sound cliche. I do not speak. Mm. I am one who has studied my Bible for over 30 years, and I've gotten to a point in my relationship with my Creator mm-hmm. to where I'm able to allow Him to use me and speak through me. So that is how I operate. So mm-hmm. As it comes to me, I type it or I speak it, and then I let it be. I don't hold on to it, I don't want credit for it. Not right. Or, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to gain anything from it. I just want to get the information out because information is what heals. That's right. That's right. I agree. Now, I don't, I don't change the subject and everything. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to it. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to it. So listen. So make sure I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post all of this stuff on my social media platform. So everyone that's out there listening, definitely um, uh, look be on the lookout for all of this. Now, loving to be loved, which is the topic that we're going to be covering today. And let me tell you all where I got this from. So um, a few weeks ago, I was recording this um, segment called Morning Dew with this young lady, and she kept referencing self love and. I'm pretty sure we've all heard the phrase loving yourself or self-love countless times. But in truth, I don't think most people even understand what love in itself means. So I I started sitting, I was sitting back and I was trying to decipher, like uh, put it into a definition if I could and asking myself, do I love me? Um, Or if I was in certain relationships with people desiring them to love me enough so that I can then turn around and love myself. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, do I, Tamika, love me? Or am I wanting someone else to fill my cup up of love? So like I said, I follow your uh, Love and Matrimony uh, page on Facebook. I also follow all your social media posts and I listen to you speak. And basically what happened was your name came was placed on my heart because at the end of the day, when you speak, you break it down to whereas... I can understand it. And it's as in its simplest form where I'm like, wow. wow. And, and a lot of people need that. So my right. first question to you is what is love? What is it exactly? Uh, first of all, I believe love is an experience. And I believe love is, it is not a feeling. Mm. Uh, Love is, and, and a lot of people think that that is what love is. Uh, the fact that I'm assuming most of all, because the Greek concept of love comes from Cupid, 
move the love of God. When we strike you with an arrow, when we reach you with an arrow, romance and love enters the scene. But that is, to me, that is not love. That is a type, but that is not love. Mm. Uh, to me, love is, uh, it is a choice. It is a conscious choice uh, to uniquely care for someone independent of circumstances or the attitude. It is, uh, we know the first Corinthians is a whole rundown of what love is. Okay. And I, I can go over that. But love is, is uh, not what you feel, it is what you do. Love, and I say this all the time, love is an action word. Okay. In order for me to love, there has to be evidence of it. But I ask people this all the time, people that I counsel, because I'm also a counselor, marriage counselor, family counselor, I'm a certified uh Christian counselor, I have a doctorate of divinity, I'm an ordained minister. Okay. So when I'm counseling, I ask people this all the time. When they say, well, you know, I love him or he loves me, and I ask, this is the key question for me. People can take this to the bank. Always ask this question, what is the evidence of it? Mm. What is the evidence of his love for you? Because if you're saying it, if you're talking about Cupid, then he may be able, or she may be able to pull the wool over your eyes and kind of to lose focus of what love is. But if you truly want to talk about love and say that uh, I love this person or this person loves me, then I would need to know what is the evidence of it. Love, the action. If I say I love you, mm-hmm. it would almost have to be the same as me saying I ran to the store for you. If there's no movement at all when I say I ran to the store for you, mm-hmm. then I am lying. I did not run to the store for you. If I say I love you, then there has to be clear evidence of some action to support the fact that I said I love you. Hmm. So... So if if it's so basically if a man was to tell a woman that they they love them, it's it's not just in the words, it's in what they're doing in in the action form of showing that love. Is right. that okay? So right. Right. so would a person right. so should we be able so you know how they say there is different type of love languages and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Right. So what if the individual can't decipher if what they're doing is love, though? If that's not their love language? Well, see, well see, that, that, that will take me right back to First uh, Corinthians thirteen four and five, which gives the its definition of love. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. Yes. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. Mm. It is not self-seeking." It is not easily angered, and this one is key. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. Ooh, <laughs> conviction. <laughs> so see, that's why I say. Uh, well, that's why I say. If, if a person, if I am the lover, and I'm saying that I love someone, mm-hmm. and, and that's and I don't want to get too high because it goes into I guess. It, you move to the next question, but if, I, if I'm the lover and I'm saying I love a particular person, mm-hmm. I have to first have it established in me in order for my love to be valid. So, yeah. I have to love myself. Right. And experience love in and of myself, but not just limited to me. I have to know the love that is available to me 
whether I have mother, father, brother, sister, or ever dated, there's a love that is available to me every time I rise in the morning. Every time I go to sleep at night. Every time, you know what I'm saying? Every verse that I take. So there's a love. I can experience love all around me. I'm going to make this real quick. Once my, my kids think I'm a little, you know, I'm a little weird. Mm-hmm. Because when, I don't celebrate New Year's at New Year's. I okay. celebrate New Year's at around this time of year. When we start to get ants coming through the front door, I'm happy. Mm. Because I know that is the sign that I think my creator gives to me out of his love for me mm. to anticipate new beginnings. Wow. When I see blooms on the trees in front. I don't care what else is going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. Those things are done for me. Right. So I've experienced love in that way. So in return, I choose to give it in every form that First Corinthians defines. Mm. I got chills. <laughs> I never thought. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> never thought about it like that. I, I, I'm gonna be happy when I see them ants too now. This year. <laughs> Looking at it in a whole other way. So look, you mentioned self love. You mentioned it. So how do? What does it mean um, to love yourself though? Um, I believe first of all, it, it, it's just as you are. And I say, if I was starting today, I say, you know, I'm going to have to learn. Because most of the time, I don't know you need so far. You've experienced enough dysfunction to where you recognize that that's missing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to do something in and of myself, for myself. Mm-hmm. So, if I was starting today, I would have to accept myself for exactly who I am today. Now, that's mm-hmm. flaws and all. Right. That's shortcomings, that's mistakes. I, I can't cut any of that off because those things are tethered to me mm-hmm. and it is a part of what makes me who I am. That's and right. I don't have to have them be a part of my growth. Mm-hmm. But I have to accept me today just the way that I am. Mm. And I have to understand that... Uh, Understanding my value and accepting myself how I am, mm-hmm. I have to understand that when I, in order for me to love me, I have to have healthy boundaries. See, when right. I go in the house, I lock my door. Right. When I get in the car, I, lock, I put the locks on my I put the locks on my door. Right. When I go somewhere, so I ride a bike, I chain my bike up. All of these are indicating factors that I have some deeper level of care and concern for those things. Mm-hmm. So for myself. In order for me to truly love myself, I have to understand that put healthy boundaries in place to protect what is valuable to me. Mm. That, that, is, that is the key, key factor in self-love. And understanding that I am responsible for me. Not anybody else. It ain't about what my mama did. It ain't about mm-hmm. what my sister did. It ain't about what my uncle did. Mm-hmm. So they may have done something. There may be some things that may have happened in our past that are horrible, horrible things. Mm-hmm. But, and this is this is the trick thing. Because most of the time, when something from your past happens, either you're going to take it and learn from it, mm-hmm. or you're going to let it continue to move through your life with you as a as a negative and ta- and, and ta- toxicity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once I get to a point where I say, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to make a change, and I'm willing to 
start to learn to value me and love me, then I take all of that, the whole ball of who I am, going back, and I say, I accept me just as I am, but I will not stay this way. Oh. And I work on healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and, 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 and healthy barriers to keep other people out as mm-hmm. I discover me and okay. figure me out. So kind of sort of like if, if you're a person and you um, find yourself in a relationship with someone that is, you know, uh, demeaning you or trying to belittle you, loving yourself to, enough uh-huh. to say, hey, I don't deserve to be treated like this. So I'm willing to, you know, leave this relationship. I love you. I may love you, but I love me more or I love myself enough not to have to deal with that. Absolutely. So again, it's in your actions. So even if we're seeing outside, if we just using the word love in general or self-love, it's still in actions, how we are loving ourselves. So when you were saying about locking the door, I'm valuing these things. So I'm going to make sure that I protect me. Right. Wow. So look, you had put this post on Facebook, right? And you said, I'm going to quote you. You said, no one forces us to think negative thoughts about ourselves. But whatever it is, we choose to think our subconscious mind takes it very seriously. And our experience will reflect that thinking. What would you say to those individuals who have been mentally abused and um, have that broken recorder that destroys their self-love and their self-value? How do you turn that hatred on, I mean, turn that hatred off and then turn on self-love? How do you do that? Well, first of all, that starts with understanding that your, your experiences that are relative to that feeling, to mm-hmm. that state of mind, mm-hmm. understanding that that has not worked. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that even though you may have uh, these feelings of self-doubt, self-trust, uh, depression, anxiety, whatever whatever disorders it may be that you're dealing with, at any given point, and this is why counseling and therapy, which you find out, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. this is why it's so important, because... At some point, you can change the movie that you're playing in your head. Mm-hmm. That is a choice. Mm-hmm. You can choose to continue to play to, to go over the same narrative over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and you know what? I understand that because a lot of times we can be addicted to the toxicity. We can yep. be addicted to the depression. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But once again, this is where counseling and therapy comes in. Because it will allow, it will give you healthy tools, and we're going to go back to the same thing that we said about self-love. It will give you healthy tools and allow you to build your character enough to the point that you can enforce healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. We think a lot of times that when we are feeling a certain kind of way, and if only if only this person could treat me this way, I feel better. Mm-hmm. If only I could get that thing, I would be better. Mm-hmm. If only this person would just make me the right way, I would be better. That is positivity and being in, in, in seeking enmeshment. Mm-hmm. You're seeking to be enmeshed with somebody. And enmeshment just means you don't know where they stop and you begin. You become lost in people. Mm-hmm. Now, I really want to say this, and I want people to get this. Understand this, and that is your mode of operation based on whatever trauma you've experienced. When that's your mode of operation, a 
healthy love partner is not a possibility for you. Wow. A person who is healthy will see and recognize your codependency and they will turn away. Because they know you'll be too draining to them and what they bring to the table. Yeah. If they are loving, they feel healthy, they don't want no work with So you continue to perpetuate the same bad choice over and over because in your current condition, you'll only attract people who are predatory, mm. who will see you in a weak state and want to take advantage of you. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Now that, that's, that's, woo. Because at the end of the day, they they you know I I've heard it so many times. You attract what you are, or you you know. And so if you're giving off that energy, that's exactly what you go, you're going to receive is that same type of energy. So the idea that so you know how some people have the idea that I'm gonna be in this relationship. I don't love myself. You know, say if a person say you know I don't love myself, and they get into a relationship not knowingly that knowing that they don't love themselves, but they're wanting this individual to love them. If you love me, then I can love me. People really do think like that, though. So by having that type of mentality, it's already evident that there is no self love in that individual. If you, and if you was to take a step back and you look at the type of person that's even willing to be in that type of relationship with that person, it's a clear indication that that person doesn't have any self love for themselves either. And then you can't, so it's kind of sort of like you're looking for love and that saying you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Wow. So I had one question. So we could just clear this one up. Can a man or a woman find self-love through someone else loving them? No. Because what because the way I'm thinking about it is like if you if I don't love me and I'm trying to find I want to be loved, then I'm hoping you can love me enough for me to love me. But it's another way to be looking at it too now that I'm thinking about it like So an example, being a, a, an example of it is the way you're taking it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. A, person, uh, uh, a person can be loved, can be loved in a healthy manner, and they can be introduced. They may have never seen love, and I, you know what? I'll keep it uh, to, uh, more so to my father's part, and I'm talking about my relationship with my father. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had so many different men. Well, this goes back to 
me understanding how much God loves me that I didn't have one father, but over the years, Tamika, he has given me probably six or seven wow. that came into my life and poured into me in areas where I needed it at exactly, at exactly the right time. Mm. So these men taught me how to love, taught me how to respect, and when, when I did not have it in me. Okay. Okay, so look, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back to it. All right. All right. So you hear that music, and you already know what time it is. We have... Hey, y'all, this 30 minutes, I'm going to have to talk to the producers. Like, hey, I need more. I need an hour now, because... Me and my people, we 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 tearing some stuff up. You can't tell me he didn't just drop some jewels on you. Talking about love, hey, if you ain't got nothing, if you didn't get anything from this podcast, you understand self-love. And if you don't, then you check your girl and Michael Pearson back next, what, next Monday on the 22nd as we, um... As he he give us a part two of his stuff, man. Listen, but hey, I'm out of time. I know y'all in y'all feelings. I'm sorry, I gotta go. But listen, tell your friends about your girl. Catch me same time, same place at the Chameleon Show. Don't forget, I am everywhere you can listen to podcasting, as well as on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter, every social media outlet that you can think of, your girl is there. Until next time, I'm out. Ciao. Bye-bye.